Welcome to The Weekly, a podcast brought to you by Calvary Bible Church with your host, Jay, and a good friend of mine in the booth today. Can't wait for you guys to jump in on this conversation. How's, how's it going, Calvary? How are you doing out there today? How's the commute? How's folding laundry? How's uh, picking up groceries? We know, we know where you listen to us. It's great. We're glad you're tuning in. This is a podcast designed to continue the conversation between weekend to weekend about how to really live your life well with Christ inside the Calvary community. Like I said, I got a great friend. We just opened up some uh, Waterloo's in the booth today, although he's a LaCroix man, mm-hmm. none other than John Boyle. What's up? Hi, Jay. Thanks Hi, for having me. Yeah, man. So good I, to be with you. I assume maybe the last time I was on the weekly, the the listener count was down because it's been a long time. <laughs> so I thought I had been kicked off. No, man, you're you're a busy man. Uh, you you're, you you lead a lot of things around here, and uh, you're in a lot of meetings on Tuesday. I, yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of meetings on Tuesday at, yeah. for Calvary staff. We do, we do. You just a you know. Or got to pin down sometimes. <laughs> I have to talk to your agent. Then I have to talk right, to your right. receptionist. And yeah. Talk to your agent again. And then I get you. Yeah. Yeah. With a signing fee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do have a signing. I, speaking of, I haven't exactly gotten any of those. You haven't returned any of the invoices that I've sent your way. <laughs> What's up with that? As you know, we hold the highest accreditation here at Calvary. For fiscal responsibility for nonprofits, mm-hmm. that's why I can't sign them. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for holding to that. Yeah, man. But this will be my last appearance on the weekly. If that's the case, <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. Hey, so we were just talking. You asked me a strange question. No one's asked me this in a long time. Was I ever in Boy Scouts? And I had. I was in Cub Scouts. Mm-hmm. You had raced a Pinewood Derby car. Oh, definitely. Batman. I painted it. Oh, Batman. wow. Nice. Yeah, totally. That's a popular one. That is a very popular one. Um, I remember those. That was fun. That was a really fun activity. But now you are Eagle Scout. I am. Congratulations. Thanks. That I, That's not a recent accomplishment, <laughs> no. but, but thank you for acknowledging it. No, but that's something you do put on your resume. Yeah. If, when if, you're in your 20s. If I, <laughs> if I had a resume, I would put it on there. Uh, but now you've moved into a different season with this organization. What do you do now? I am the Cub Master for the Cub Scout pack in our town, in the town of Superior, Pack that, 278. That's really fun. How many years have you been doing that? Um, let's see. Well, Cooper uh, joined Cub Scouts five years ago, and um, I was a den leader first, and then became the cub master, which means I lead the pack. So we have about 50 kiddos from uh, now kindergarten through fifth grade who participate in the pack and they're made up of dens. Right. So first I was his den leader for a couple of years and I think I've been cub master for three years. What's the requirement for you to like do that within the community? You have to, how many, how many hours do you give usually like a week, a month? A it depends on the season. You know, the fall's pretty busy for scouting we take the pack camping and we do some community events and sell popcorn and have pack meetings so i spend uh i spend several hours a week usually Mm -hmm. between pack meetings or even you know going to den meetings with cooper or beckett because beckett's now a cub scout yeah he's a big deal he's working on his tiger rank Ooh, yeah that is a big deal yeah so 
Yeah, a few hours a week. But it's, uh, you know, um, several years ago uh, at Calvary, and we still talk about this, um, we were we were just talking about our heartbeat as a church to be externally focused and how we're all called in different ways. And we have different backgrounds and histories and stuff that we've done in our life that, um, you know, we might have an opportunity to serve in the community. And so for folks who are, you know, uh, soccer coaches, or maybe they serve on the PTA or they have a heart for community service with some of our community partners. You know, I have this really cool background from when I was a young man of scouting that was really, really influential in my life. And so cool for me to have opportunities to connect with my dad in particular, who was also an Eagle Scout and he was, uh, our scout master. And when I was in Boy Scouts, and so it just, uh, it's a cool way for me to be able to hang with my kids and also serve in the community outside of, uh, you know, my day-to-day job. That's so I really, really enjoy neat. it. It's fun. So you were just telling me, though, you just had a really fun event. The old, the traditional, get some Mentos and some Diet Coke, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Diet soda. One of the fun things about Cub Scouts is, you know, you just try to have fun with the kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you celebrate advancements and stuff they're working on and, you know, try and teach them things, but you also want to have a little fun. So we had an outdoor pack meeting uh, the la- in the last month. And yeah, I went over to Walgreens and bought 13 different varieties <laughs> of diet soda because I read on the internet, you know, so you drop Mentos in that makes like a geyser. Yeah. But I read on the internet, you want diet soda because it doesn't get as sticky. Oh, <clears throat> that's a really good pro tip right there. And then we tried to do a little science experiment of, okay, which, which soda is the best at it? And According to the internet and according to our scientific discovery at our pack meeting, Diet Coke is unequivocally the best geyser <laughs> when you drop Mentos in it. But it was quite a quite an experience to walk up to the checkout counter at Walgreens with 13 different <laughs> varieties of diet soda and yeah. uh, about 100 Mentos. <laughs> they look at you a little weird. So do you just drop one Mentos or you drop a handful yeah, in you, at the same time? Well, that's the hard thing is getting several in. Yeah. But you want to get several in at a time. It makes a bigger geyser. Yeah, totally. But it's a fun, it's that's a fun really experiment. Fun. That's really fun. That's really neat that you have the connection even in your own story with Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts and being with your dad there. That's really, yeah. really special. Mm-hmm. You know, this weekend I will I will say that I'm involved in soccer. Great. In Erie. Love it. Mm-hmm. Kids have played. I love coaching. I've actually coached kid like kindergarten through about fourth grade up even in college. I just like I loved serving mm-hmm. that way, and it's really fun to coach those type of kids. Yeah, they're just it's just fun. You know, yeah. it's a lot of fun. You can have a lot of fun. And uh, this weekend, the wind was blowing so bad, and of course, our two other coaches are gone. So it's Thomas and I coaching oh, our boys. Man. And the pressure's That's on. I like. I didn't realize that I had so much pressure on myself for the game. Like mm. we're gonna win this. I'm, I'm coaching. Oh, you gonna, take it seriously. Yeah, and we went down a goal early, oh, <laughs> like really and you early. Lost it. And like my son, I drink too much Gatorade, and so he's like sluggish down the side of the field. And like our typical goal scorers are just like space cadets in the wind. It's just bad. Mm. And I just you could just feel the pressure. And I'm sure I'm trying to yell into the wind, which is like going 40 miles an hour. And it's just impossible to like tell them, hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. But we had a kid who scored three goals and we won. <laughs> you always have to have a ringer. It was, yeah. 
it's amazing. And I was really thankful that I was done coaching for the week <laughs> after that. That's fun. It was fun. It was a great Saturday, even though it was like so windy, man. Yeah. It, it reminds me why we don't live in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. That, that, that weekend reminds me why yeah. we don't move up there. Anyways, okay, so we, we're in a series here at Calvary um, in the Hebrews, and it's greater than, and it's just really fun. But before I get to there, always here's our promo for what's happening at Calvary. You can go to calvarybible.com. Hey, by the way, John, I have to say this. Mm-hmm. There was a transition on the stage this weekend, and one of our faithful listeners turned around because I was sitting behind her. She's like, wasn't that a great transition, Jake? Because wow. I say that out loud. On That's the great. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was actually. Anyways, uh, calvarybible.com. There's a lot of things happening. You can click on your campus now and uh, figure out what's going on on your campus, ways to get connected. Also, Church Center app is a great place. I'm always amazed at how uh, many groups are open, what things are happening on all of our campuses here at Calvary from Erie, Thornton, Boulder, and on the line. Um, you want to get connected, so go to calvarybible.com. Okay. So we're in this Hebrew study. Mm-hmm. It's um, you're preaching a lot, probably mm-hmm. more than you've consistently preached in your ministry so far. Yeah, I'm teaching online every week, and yeah, I, you know, I was teaching regularly in Boulder, but not every week. So yeah. it's been really fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, and there's a couple of questions I have for you today in the podcast about even the online ministry. But what are you specifically learning from your study in Hebrews? Like, what's really coming to the surface in just your own personal? reflection and and study of the book of Hebrews. Yeah. Two I think two things. Uh, I mean, it's of course you just see the superiority of Jesus to everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it uh throughout, you know, superior to angels, superior to Old Testament prophets, superior uh to Moses, um superior to the the priesthood that had existed in the Old Testament tradition, superior even to the high priest. It's just awesome to be reminded that Jesus is better than anybody we could have, you know, anything we might experience and anybody we could ever imagine. He's just, he's better. He's greater than anything. And the other thing is in in light of that, um, because Jesus is shown as, as greater than this Old Testament tradition, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't belittle the Old Testament. Like it's, it's so powerful to see how the Old Testament is so rich and deep and full of foreshadowing of the great high priest, Jesus Christ, who will come. Mm-hmm. And just unpacking all of that depth and richness and detail about the Old Testament has just been, I've loved that. That's really cool, John. So taking that from your own life of superiority of Christ and the old Testament, how do, how do we encourage, how do we encourage those at Calvary in their own personal journey with the book of Hebrews? Like what are some really practical ways they can encounter some of those deep truths? Yeah. Um, I think that we all need to be reminded that that Jesus is greater than the problems that we face in our day-to-day life, that yeah. he's bigger than those, um, that that Jesus is God's final revelation. Like there's, there's nothing that we need more than Jesus. 
And I think that's just so foundational for all of us to be reminded of when we're confronted with, you know, problems at work, problems in our marriage, problems at school, problems in other relationships that sometimes it feels like, gosh, what do I do? Where do I turn? And we can always turn to Jesus. And when we're confronted with, you know, sins that we've committed in our life, that we can be reminded of what Jesus has accomplished for us and our because of that, our position before God's throne of grace and mercy, um, that you know we've help in time of need. There's, I, I think, I think it's so foundational for us to understand who Jesus is, what He has done, and then how we live in light of that. Yeah, that's really neat. That's really neat. So, what do you do with these passages? You know, we've. We're sort of uh, in the thick of it in Hebrews mm-hmm. um, from our week to week here at Calvary. What do you do with some of these hard passages or confusing passages that um, some of the even like warning passages we've found in the last couple of weeks? How do we wrestle with those? How have you been wrestling with them? How have you gotten clarity over some of those issues? Or, you know, how would we just practically go about reading this middle section of Hebrews? Yeah, last week was especially hard. Yeah, it was thick. So I took the week off and asked Thomas <laughs> to preach on mine. That was my solution to it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, warnings are important for us. I mean, we there's warnings all over right. our world, and we, we want to heed important warnings. Right. And the, he, the book of Hebrews has several warnings that are really serious about holding fast to Christ and not forsaking what is true. Mm. And we need to be reminded of that. Like right. that, that's in the book for a reason, because there is a danger for followers of Jesus to drift away. Mm. Um, and so we should be reminded of that. So one thing I appreciate about Calvary and our commitment to um, teaching, in this case, sort of uh, through a book in order, is that you come to passages that are difficult, that are complex, that are difficult to understand, that are hard to contextualize in our current day and think about the context that they were originally written to. And I like that we don't just say, okay, well, that's hard, so let's just skip that and go to the next thing. Right. But let's talk about that. Right. And, and let's um, study it and let's work to to discern what it means and let's prayerfully consider it. I appreciate being a part of a team of teachers here at Calvary. You know, every week we, we gather together and we look at the texts that are coming up and we wrestle through them together and we share what, what we've been discovering, what we've been studying, what we've been learning and grapple together about, okay, what, what does this difficult Mm. verse mean? That's a, that's a help for me to have other people that I'm studying it with. And I think for all of us to be able to, you know, jump into our life group and say, okay, um, you know, the, the resource that our adult ministry team puts together for study questions are such a help to be able to grapple through things with others and to study and to search the scriptures and to be reminded that, you know, just, just because we say it on a Sunday, we want everybody else to have their Bibles open, searching it and saying, do, do you see what I see in here? Right. And we could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but what what do we find together as we study God's Word? Yeah. What if, I'm, I'm really just curious here about 
you know, you, you open up your scriptures to study and I know from your own Bible that there's a cross reference section through the middle of your, your text there. Do you find those helpful in your week to week as you study Hebrews? Do you, or is there like a different resource that you sort of have been going through when you're studying and following sort of some of these themes and leads from Old Testament passages? Yeah. yeah, I find a Bible that has cross references that point to what uh, verses the author of Hebrews is referring to is really helpful because, um, you know, when Hebrews was written, the, right. the chapters and the verse numbers weren't in there yet. Yeah. So I love how the author will say something like, it's written somewhere and then quote an Old Testament verse, which isn't really a helpful uh, verse reference. Right. You know, somebody has said at some point, and it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's linking back to whatever Psalm 110 or Psalm 95, whatever it might be. That's, that's really helpful for me to yeah. just be able to see, okay, this, this is a quote. And then you turn to that and you say, oh yeah, I, I see that there. That makes sense. Okay. What's the context of this Psalm that this was written in? And how does that help inform what was in the author's mind as he was quoting that and, you know, sharing that with this group of believers, right. uh, the Hebrews? Yeah, totally. We, we talked a lot about having the ESV study Bible with you. Yeah. There's an updated version coming out to print this oh. fall, which is pretty exciting. Jay, you just stay up to date on all this stuff. I'm well, thankful no, for you. I'm just, I, I think it's really beneficial for us to have another 10 years of study notes oh. of what we've learned in the ESV study Bible. Yeah. A study Bible is one of my first references that I look at to try to understand a text. Yeah. You know, I, I used to have the NIV one too. And I think the ESV is just a little more robust than I, I ever assumed it was, or I found myself actually relying on it more than I've ever relied on a study Bible yeah. to start the study of something. I'm so thankful for the people who give themselves to scholarly yeah. work around the scripture and that kind of deep study. And, you know, there's so many brilliant, gifted men and women who have written commentaries that are such a help for uh, understanding the text and the original context and references and things that I don't know about the ancient world that they do. And, right. yeah, there's so many great resources. Yeah. And even like I've... Even in this last season, I found the U version to be super helpful. Mm -hmm. The ESV does have a their own app and a yep. study Bible attached to it, which mm -hmm. for a, a very little amount of money, you can get some amazing resources yeah. from the ESV themselves, crossway.org. But I even like the U version, there, I'm always, I get on there, I'm just like, this didn't exist 20 years ago. Yeah. This stuff is like so robust. And so accessible. So accessible. It just mm -hmm. blesses me, you know, like that they were thinking about this technology yeah. and how it could actually change our Bible reading. Yeah. It's really cool. So I, I uh, use that, uh, the YouVersion Bible app for my daily reading plan. Yeah. I like to read from my physical Bible, mm -hmm. but that's how I just remember what texts I'm reading for the day. And I've used that for years. Totally. It's such a, it's like I open that up app every morning and, you know, it's great. Yeah. There's badges on there. I wonder, I would love yeah. to see your street badges and all that stuff. <laughs> all that little fun stuff. that The they gamification of Bible reading. Yeah. I don't know Which, what to think about that. But. You know, it keeps me inspired, so bring it on. Mm -hmm. you, I want a badge. I want That's a streak. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good thing to be about. Okay, so, you know, we talked a lot about this Hebrews, and you're in this new ministry, just this fantastic ministry that COVID really expediated 
for Calvary, I would say. God was like, here you go, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Calvary Online. Mm-hmm. And that season, it, it has morphed into where everyone at Calvary watches when we were at homes or we were in shelter in place or whatever that season mm-hmm. was into another campus here at Calvary. We're really seeing it as like this really beautiful fourth campus of Calvary more and more. Um, why are you smirking? Uh, I, w- I would not call it a campus. Okay. Uh, because it's not a, we, yeah. Here's how I would describe Calvary online. Okay. Or were you done with your question? Yeah. You're, you're, you go for it. I, sorry that I smirked at you. Yeah. Um, I got a John smirk. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll stop. What did I say wrong? <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're, we're totally committed to our, our ministry, uh, for Calvary online, which as you said, has gone through phases and seasons, COVID dependent. And now we're sort of settling into, um, you know, not everyone is, is able to come back in person yet. Mm -hmm. Um, we're hopeful that soon, you know, people who would like to return in, in person will be able to, um, because that's kind of our, our ultimate goal for Calvary Online, which is why I would hesitate to call it a campus, okay. is our ultimate goal would be to integrate people into physical campuses of Calvary Bible Church. We've seen so much of that happen in the last year of people who's, I mean, there wasn't really another option, but their first experience of Calvary was online. And we continue to see that. Great. And um, we know there there are a number of people who, for a variety of reasons, are not able to return in person yet. We hope they'll be able to in the future. We also know there's a group of people who, um, you know, might be homebound for health reasons or age reasons. We'd love being able to minister to them, but we would love to see um, Calvary Online grow as an opportunity for us to reach new people. It seems like that is one of the primary ways that people experience a church for the first time. You know, we're, we had membership class last week at all of our campuses, 38 new members joined Calvary Bible Church. It's amazing. And so many of them said, yeah, I started watching you even before I moved here. I was checking out Calvary Online. And it's it's like the front door to the church experience for folks. And it's a non-intimidating way of experiencing a church, seeing what it's like, learning a little bit more about its ministry, and then um, hopefully engaging in person long term. That's, okay. that's what we would love to encourage people to be able to do when they're ready, yeah. when they're comfortable. But we're also working right now to help create community online for the folks who are worshiping with us and online groups. We had an online starting point a few weeks ago. Steph Gerthy, our director of connections, leads that and is doing an outstanding job. And we just have an amazing team of people, Noah Wilcox and Heidi Feitinger and JP Talley and the whole worship team, David Frush and everybody who's leading the worship side and the production side and it's it's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a really good. I'm I'm glad you're here to clarify that of what Calvary Online is, mm-hmm. what it's becoming. So, in your personal reflection of uh, being the online message most week to week, what are you learning about yourself or about this new sort of caveat of your ministry here at Calvary? In terms of teaching reg- more yeah, regularly? Yeah, teaching more regular. Yeah. Having to be in that rhythm. Uh, sounds like a spiritual answer, but it's really true. I just keep 
learning week in and week out how much time I need to be with Jesus. Mm. And I, I love studying. Um, I love the opportunity to teach, but most of all, I just need to spend time with the Lord, Mm. uh, to be able to do that. And that's what I'm trying to do every week. Mm. And I'm praying for his help to be able to do that. That's really good. That's really good answer. What are like, what do you see? Maybe that's part of the challenge too, but what are, what are some of the challenges you're, you personally face when you're preaching week to week like that? Well, it's uh, Hebrews is a challenging book. So there's yeah. the challenge of, of sorting through what it means and, and keeping the big picture of what the book is about. And then week in and week out, what text are we teaching through and what's, you know, what, how do we help our people uh, today um, uh, have a connection with a book or a sermon or a letter that was written 2,000 years ago that references, you know, thousands of years prior to that of biblical history? Like, th- that's, that's a challenge to contextualize it. Um, but it's... I think it's so worth it because it's so relevant. That That's the amazing thing about the Bible is this book that is thousands of years old. I mean, you know, the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. But man, you just see it, you know, every week. It's like, gosh, this is so helpful for what we're facing today and what what we need. No doubt, no doubt. So I've, I've heard that, you know, and I, I've... It was a long time ago. I was a preacher from week to week in a really small Kansas church. So it's been a long time. But I've heard that it's sometimes preaching week to week is more the process of preaching to yourself. Do you find that to be true when you're preaching week to week? Do you find like the themes that are in Hebrews are actually in your life those weeks or are being formed in you? Or Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I that that's my one of my favorite parts is... You know, you just get to study this book on your own and then share what the Lord's putting on your heart and hopefully a message that's helpful for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a personally shaping experience. I think anytime you're studying the word and trying to conform your life to what it says and being reminded of these great truths and, you know, this week in chapter 6, verses 13 through 20, we're talking about hope and the promises of God and the example of faith in the life of Abraham. And, you know, there's just so much to to cling to about the hope that we have because of Jesus, who is the sure and steadfast anchor for our soul. Like, yeah. that's, that's just good to just, to be able to think about that all week mm-hmm. is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm so thankful to be able to spend a lot of time thinking about what the book of Hebrews says. Yeah, that's really cool, John. I love that, man. What a gift you are to our church and what a gift it is to me to be your friend and see this. Not, I wouldn't say growth. I would just say this new facet of ministry that you're in. Mm. It's really fun to watch. Thanks, Jay. What are you, as you think about Calvary in 2021 going into 2022, mm-hmm. what, what are you excited about around here for our church and what maybe God's doing in the yeah. world. You said earlier, we're, we happen to be recording on Tuesday. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, totally. It's not a secret what day we record. Nope. It releases every Wednesday. Okay, great. Unless I 
don't send it in on time. <laughs> Has that ever happened? No, but it's gotten close. Okay, yeah. good, good to know. Um, so Tuesday is staff meeting day for yeah. us, and this staff meeting, you know, we kind of rotate between campus-specific staff meetings, all staff meetings. So today, today we're recording, Tuesday, October 12th, was an all-staff, everybody who works at Calvary together. And we were celebrating membership class and 38 new members and just the, uh, we're thankful to God that new people are coming to our church. We're excited about that. We were sharing with the staff about some of what we think might be coming this Christmas around the heart of Advent, uh, which we're praying about and considering. We celebrated uh, the Afghan refugee response meeting that we had at the Thornton campus. Um, uh, we you know, sent a team down to Haiti. That was a part of our weekly update last week and just praying about what God's doing in those parts of the world. And it's it's just always amazing how the Lord seems to bring to us opportunities to minister both in our community, amongst people who God's bringing here, and around the world in ways that we have relationships and connections and history in certain ministries and environments. And I, I'm just excited about what's happening. Yeah. And thankful to God for his faithfulness and so thankful for our people who are so encouraging and a, and a joy to minister with. Yeah, there's there's a lot to be thankful for and to be excited about. That's great, John. That's great. Thanks for sitting in the booth with me today. Thanks for having me. Super Thanks for fun. providing this moderately satisfying <laughs> sparkling water. That's great. I, oh my gosh, your love for Lacroix is long lasting, persevering, and uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Hilarious. Hey, Calvary, we're so thankful you're listening in today. Like always, you can reach out to us at theweekly at calvarybible.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you're finding helpful as you study the book of Hebrews, how you're trying to connect what you're studying to your real life live Mm -hmm. Monday through Saturday and then joining us on Sundays here at Calvary. So much fun to see you around. Keep saying hi to me. Keep introducing yourselves, those listeners. I love it. I love when you turn around in church and goes, that was a great transition. (laughs) And uh, just have a great week, Calvary. Love you. That was a good ending, Jay. Thank you.